Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And Judy has booked another humdinger of a show today. I'm not quite sure I understand all of it. I understand. What don't you understand? Now? The whole carrot dating thing. What's, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Does that have something to do with carrot head, carrot top? No, comedian? no, 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 no. You know, it's like the old dangle a carrot in front of a mule to get him to move along. Yes. Well, this is supposed to be like dangle a carrot in front of a lady to get her to go on a date. Well, that's very chauvinistic. I know. I think it's, you know, I don't know. Why very would that be shallow. on an animal show? That's my well, question. Or know, do I have to wait to find out? I mean, I, well, I can tell you. Or I can make you wait. I think I want to wait because okay. the anticipation is exciting. It's it's just Isn't bribery. It? All it is yes. is just bribery. Women will do almost anything for bribery. Did you book a hero person for this week? We have a great hero person. Okay. You know, some hero people save one dog. This hero person has saved countless and thousands thousands of dogs. of dogs thousands and thousands of dogs how cool is that he's okay. my hero well he'll be on the show a little later on his name is greg mailey and i believe he's a driver and he drives animals around we'll find out in just a few minutes mm-hmm. uh, what else do we got oh uh the new pbs show inside animals minds one yes. of the docs yeah yeah and who's the smartest these are animals you know we thought before it was just like primates in us humans that could recognize ourselves in mirror as beings, but there's other animals that can do that as well. Mm, I'm guessing an elephant. I'm not You're giving not it away. Confirm that. Nope. I'm not Sometimes I have it. trouble recognizing myself <laughs> in the mirror. I'll look in the mirror and say, that can't be me. Where did the young guy go? That's what I said, but it's I your dad. Yes. Uh, toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Joey, what do you got coming up? Well, we're going to talk about um, some alternative um, flea, um, some flea protection, and um, how it's going to fare out on your pet. Okay. And Tammy, what are you working on? I think I have found the feel-good story of all feel-good stories. A dog missing since Hurricane Sandy is back home safe, and wow. this is a very special, wow. special dog. Well, geez, Hurricane Sandy was over over a year ago. ago. Almost, almost yeah, year, about a year and a half. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I can't wait for that story. Let's hit the phones right now. Toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five for Doctor Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, or dog father Joey Villani. Let's go to Cheryl. Hey, Cheryl, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you guys? Doing? Good. Where are you calling from today? Um, Whittier, California. Okay, listening in Los Angeles. What's uh, what's on your mind? I got the whole team here for you. Okay, I have a mama kitty and one of her kittens. She had them in my backyard a year ago, and she took the three away and left me the little kitty and her. Mm-hmm. But one thing, it kind of upsets me. They don't meow. They grunt. Grunt. <laughs> okay. And, and I don't are, know if this is normal. It sure can be, yeah. And a lot of people think that cats only meow. Um, now, the, the, the different ranges of the spectrum of cat vocalizations are many. So some cats will chirp, they'll chatter. Grunting is actually a way that um, newborn kittens kind of communicate to their mom and vice versa. So it's very natural and it's, it, it becomes kind of their own language. So as long as it's associated with just normal kitty interaction, I'm not bothered by that at all. When it would be a concern is if at any time during handling, when you're picking up the cat, if you hear a grunt or a groan, because then that might make me alerted to some kind of problem internally, an, an abdominal discomfort, something like that. Um, but if they're just kind of hanging out and <clears throat> making little sounds to each other, that's totally fine. They're just they're just communicating. 
Yeah, because I ask them, okay, you guys hungry? Let's go eat. And they go, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I so- you know, meowing, thinking maybe they'll pick it up. And they just look at me like, what the heck are you doing? Yeah. And, you know, the, the key here is that mom does it. So it, it's kind of like, you know, that New York accent that, accent that many people have. You pass that kind of accent on to your uh, family members. So just like, a, you know, a cat who uh, does more of, say, that silent meow, that if you, no, I can't make this sound because it's silent, but I had cats that did that. And it was a way that they communicated with each other. They would just kind of look at each other, make the movement, but not really any sound came out. Mm-hmm. Um, so you will find that in cats that kind of grow up and spend time together. Okay, so I, I'm not worried about it then. No, no. Like I said, as long as it's just through um, they're verbalizing things, um, but if it's when you're picking them up or if it's yeah. accompanied with any kind of sneezing, coughing, any other kind of breathing type sound, then that might be more troublesome. But okay. you got grunchers. That's all. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, Cheryl. I learned another thing today. Believe it. Two things in one show. Is that wild or what? The cats can grunt. Maybe the cat is speaking a foreign language. It could be. It's a dialect, yeah. We had a cat that spit. Once a little baby kitten. Oh, he was hissing at you, Hal. He was hissing at you, Hal. Yeah, yeah. Was was his eyes weren't go. even open yet. Well, that's how animals are around me. They hiss, they bark, they hate me. That's not Aww. true. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. Animals like you, Hal. You just—I think you just—you got that. Oh, woe is me, kind of thing. But you know, I've seen animals come up to you and not bite you, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> what I'll do is I'll put peanut butter all on my arm, and the cat. Dogs will lick me. That's chop meat. Yes, chop meat. Take chop meat all over your body. Mm-hmm. You know, I have actually thought of that only because at my house, boss sits on my husband's lap ninety-five mm-hmm. percent of the time. I'm the one who does all the hard work. I, excuse me for saying that, but you know, feeding, cleaning up after um, all of this stuff, and well, you know what, I take you know him to his agility class, Depp? and he doesn't want to sit on my lap. He wants my husband. Oh no! Well, you're the leader. You're the leader. The, the dog is respecting you, Doctor Debbie. He's not going to sit on your lap. That would be disrespectful. So wait a minute. Ladybug sits with me, so she's disrespecting me. Well, she's in charge. She's in charge of you. No, she just likes to cuddle uh, with me, which would make sense. No, well, if she goes you're... up there on your lap on her own, then she's in charge. Mm-hmm. And if you say, "Hey, come," and you invite her up there, let me let me tell you where Ladybug okay. is. You're here, and Ladybug's here. Hey, so that's all I'm saying. Says the man who sits there with. But you cats can all you can tell Doctor Debbie's the muscle in her house. I mean, she's she's the muscle. <laughs> well, she's in charge of those dogs. She's the muscle I'm the here. Disciplinarian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she is. <laughs> Okay, well, this portion of my animal radio has been underwritten by Stella and Chewy's. They now offer the new size of raw frozen dinners for dogs, brand new four and a half ounces. You can try the different flavors before you invest in the bigger bags. They have the Chewy's Chicken Dinner, the Simply Venison, the Stella Super Beef, the Duck Duck Goose, and the Phenomenal Pheasant, wherever Stella and Chewy's is sold. Thanks, guys, for underwriting animal radio. And we go to Susan. Hey, Susan, how are you? Fine, how are you? Good, where are you? Um... I'm in Long Beach. Long Beach, California. Well, welcome to the show. What's going on? I got the whole dream team here for you right now. Um, I We rescued an Akita. She had a collar embedded in her neck, and she was skin and bones. And yes. um, we knew she was kind of a little, you know, had a tendency to be aggressive. Um, when we first got her, um, we took her to a trainer and got her kind of mellowed out a little bit. And we've had her for six years, and just recently she's, um, started becoming aggressive and, I mean, you know, really biting. So I'm just wondering, is there some, maybe a medical condition or, you know, what could be wrong with her? Yeah, there could be. Deb, I'm going to let you take this because 
there could be a lot of things wrong with her, and you should find out from a vet if there is anything wrong with her first before you do anything else. Yeah, yeah definitely. Taking her, her to the vet is a um, big issue, too, because she'll attack the vet. Uh, well, I mean, it's definitely going to, we're going to have to find a way to make that work because we do need to do some basic screening as far as things like vision. Um, we can see some eye conditions in Akitas that can affect their ability to see. Um, so definitely arthritis, pain, um, pain. you know, yeah. there could be just about anything that might be making her more cranky. So I think that definitely is a good idea, Alan, is to, you know, at least get that screen. So talk to your vet about whether they might want a little tranquilizer on board beforehand just to facilitate that, make it a little easier for her and for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because dogs, you know, they, they, they suffer in silence. I mean, they can't tell you when they have severe pain, and they can take a lot of pain. They feel the same pain we do. They have the same receptors and nerves, but they can take a lot. But they can't tell you, you know, oh, this hurts really bad, you know, so they they can get aggressive. And if there's no medical problem, then, you know, look for a behavior expert, a behavior consultant, not a trainer, because there's a big difference between dog behavior and dog training. Training is like, hey, sit, give me your paw, uh, heal. But dog behavior is complicated. And when a dog gets aggressive and there's no medical reason for it, that's you need an expert for that because that will only get worse. And you need somebody to help you that knows dog behavior and can observe you with your dog and be there on the scene. Uh, because doing it on the phone is impossible. Okay, a dog behavior. Where do I find one of those? You can go on the Internet and search dog behavior consultants uh, in your okay. zip code. And you'll get a lot of different, you'll, you'll see a lot of different names. And then you want to uh, talk to people that have used this person and make sure this person really knows their stuff. Because anybody can call, call themselves a dog behavior expert. Anybody can call themselves that. Okay. I appreciate that. Because what I've noticed is when she sits in the car and um, the two adult kids that I have, I don't have small kids. I would not ever let her around a small kid. The two adult kids I have, they come walking up and she just starts barking through the car at them. Like she's never done that before, like aggressively. And I think the eyesight is what um, might be... And she doesn't recognize them. That could definitely be, you know, she could be losing her senses. And, uh, you know, that happens a lot with German Shepherd dogs. When they get older, they lose part of their sight. They lose some of their hearing, and they can turn aggressive. There's a lot of reasons why a dog can become aggressive. And if there's nothing medically wrong, a lot of times dogs, certain dog breeds, they need powerful people to be you know, they're, they're humans. They need people that know how to lead and that are very, very confident, secure people. And, uh, they need to, they need to have somebody that has a lot of inner strength to follow because if they don't, then, you know, the dog feels like it has to take over. And, mm-hmm. and that's what, that's what happens with powerful dogs. Now more than ever, you see it a lot where, you know, dogs become aggressive because people are not leading them. They're coddling them. And they oh, are absolutely. dogs. I totally believe that. Yeah. And if I can just give you a little bit of kind of a guideline as far as for looking for behaviorists, a lot of times this is a huge area within veterinary schools and veterinary training. So there are, there's actually a college of veterinary behaviorists. So they're ACVB. So that's one way you might be able, if you're near a veterinary school, that's one great source or even just to see if someone is certified with those initials. Um, but there's also the ABS certification is the other one that, um, uh, that would be a way to kind of screen for a qualified behaviorist. Yeah, but definitely don't try to do it yourself. Find somebody that's really an expert to help you. No, I, yeah, I, um, I, we have to do something. So, and it's not, you know, it's not fair to her 
um, to get in trouble by biting somebody, you know, it's my responsibility. Yep. Good for you. Good for you. More power to you. Susan, thanks so much okay. for calling. Let us Thank know you how so that goes. Much. Bye. 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Would you wait a week for your shower to get hot? (laughs) Would you wait up to a week to feel maximum relief from your nasal congestion? Nasacort Allergy Nasal Spray could take that long. But if you're congested now and you want powerful relief now, Afrin No-Drip starts working in seconds and keeps working for 12 hours. So why wait up to a week for maximum relief from your nasal spray when you can start to get relief in seconds with Afrin? (sighs) Afrin, powerful congestion relief without the wait. Use as directed. What's the best way to bring people together? T-shirts! T-shirts. Custom T-shirts that you design online with Custom Ink. Custom Ink has created over 30 million shirts for families, teams, reunions, church groups, cheerleaders, companies big and small. On-time delivery is guaranteed and we'll even ship your order absolutely free. Start designing your Custom Ink T-shirts today and see why 99% of our customers say they would order from us again. Visit CustomInk.com. We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog. Only the good stuff. For more information, go to Stella and Chewy's. Geico presents Fan Mail to a Pig. Dear Maxwell, first off, hope you are well. And I am. Seems like all you do is promote Geico's web and app abilities. And while I really enjoyed your last commercial where you talked about how I could take a photo of my VIN number and add it to my account all via my Geico app, I've got to think it doesn't leave you much time for anything else. Do tell. Sincerely, Miranda Morgan. Well, Miranda, thank you for asking. And this Geico Spokespick does have time to do other things. For instance, I do a lot of VIN scanning to add a car. Just to tap away on the Geico app. This is Animal Radio, baby. Hi, Kim. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I understand you have dog problems. You know, I do. Um, We adopted a um, Siberian Husky from a rescue about three months ago. And shortly after we adopted him, he kind of had issues. So we put him into boarding and training, and we got him back probably, I want to say, about a week ago. And he was there for three weeks. Um, before that, the the separation anxiety was pretty strong, and it's still really strong. And, um, you know, I want him to be a happy dog, so I just want to better understand, you know, what's causing this and how, to, like you, how to address it. Hey, Kim, who did you adopt him from? You said, and I didn't hear. Um, we adopted him from the Southern California Siberian Rescue. Husky and how camp. old is he? How old is he? He is now, he's about 18 months old. Okay. And so what does he do when you come home? Well, when we leave, it's it's like he's just so upset and it sounds like he's literally being tortured and so then when when you leave and he's so upset it sounds like he's being tortured what do you do at that point in time what do you do exactly um ignore him okay do you just walk out the door yeah and then what happens when you leave does he destroy anything what does he do um if if it's outside 
if I go to the car that's outside, he starts thrashing at the gates. Um, how well, I mean, when, okay, let's say you leave, right? You come back home. What has he done to your house? Anything? Uh, not anything, no. No. We, okay. we also learn to keep put things away. Okay. So he doesn't destroy anything. He just sort of probably mellows out and lays there, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. my guess. So right before you leave the house, what do you do? Um, I will probably do my routine where I'll grab my purse. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, the dogs have triggers. Think about what you're doing right before you leave the house. You grab your purse. Dogs go from hot to cold really quick, from cold to hot really quick. But there's certain triggers. There's certain things that they've learned through your behavior and watching you that you do right before you leave the house, which gets him excited, doesn't it? Okay. So picking up your purse would be one of them. Yeah. I mean, understandably. Okay. So you want to give your dog confidence. He's, he's a very insecure dog, and there's a lot of things you can do to do that. And one of them, of course, is a daily walk. Daily walks are so important for dogs. People just don't realize how important it is to walk with your dog 30 minutes a day on a leash, um, meeting people, uh, going past other dogs, doing things that make your dog feel confidence. And a walk is a great way to build confidence and trust between you and your dog. So that's an important thing to do. The other thing is to stop slow down from hyperspeed because when you leave the house you're subconsciously just doing what you do so what you have to do is slow down the process and analyze your behavior what you're doing before you leave the house and you have to recognize the triggers that are getting your dog excited so picking your purse up is one of them so right. here's a here's an exercise let's say you pick up your purse you grab your coat those are the two things you do before you leave the house your dog starts to get wound up and kooky before you leave well, what you want to do is start picking your purse up and carrying it around the house, but not going anywhere. Okay. So your dog, your dog loses the ability to recognize that as a trigger. And then as you pick your purse up, okay, and you start walking around the house, you don't talk to your dog, but you carry treats in your pocket. And every time you put the purse on your shoulder, after, after a little while, you start giving your dog a treat. Just giving him a treat every time you put the purse on your shoulder. So he okay. starts to associate your purse with not bad, not I'm leaving. He starts to associate your purse with, oh, every time she puts that purse on, I get a treat. Okay? Okay. And then what you want to do, whatever other triggers there are, you want to do the same thing. Then, then what you want to do is you want to start going towards the door and just standing there. You just stand by the door, but you don't actually leave, okay? Your dog's okay. going to start getting crazy when you go to the door. He thinks you're leaving, but you don't actually leave, and you just stand there. And after doing that a couple of days, when your dog starts stops reacting to you going to the door, you start telling him, good dog. You start rewarding uh -huh. him with a little bit of affection for being calm when you walk towards the door. And then you open the door. You know, you chain him up so he can't run out, obviously. And then you do the same thing. It's a step-by-step -step progression. And when you come home, how does the dog act? Uh, usually he's excited and he pees. Okay. When he's excited and he submissive pees when you come home, and it's interesting, I'll tell you a story if I have time about a guy. You know, there might be things you're doing you don't realize that are causing him to pee. But when you come home and he gets excited, what do you do? Do you give him affection? You know, I've, I... I don't. I walk through, and it's usually a very calm hello. And he gets, you know, he he starts to jump, and and if I do pat him on the head or give him a nuzzle underneath, he that's when he starts to pee. So there's there's some attention, okay. but it's not over attention. You're giving him attention with you're giving him attention without realizing it because you're feeling guilty. 
Okay, so when you you know when you feel human emotions, they transcend right into your dog. So what you've got to do is you come home. It's a non-event. You open the door. You walk in. You pay no attention to him for like fifteen okay. minutes. Fifteen okay. minutes. As soon as he starts to be calm, just goes and lays down. That's when you walk over and gently pet him and give him a treat, say, good dog. And and doing that consistently over and over and over again forever teaches him that he gets attention when he's calm, teaches him that he gets a treat when he's calm, teaches him you're not going to pay any attention to him when he's wound up and manic. The only way to teach dogs what you want is with action, because words mean nothing to them. As a matter of fact, they think you're joining in when you get excited and you start talking. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Now, 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 just to give you an example of what I'm talking about, and I hope I have time, Hal. I hope I'm not eating up too much time. But this is an interesting story. A guy I was working with, his dog would go nuts and and chew up stuff, and you know, when he came home, the dog would pee. And I said, "Well, uh. well, tell me about your tell me about your week last week." And he said, "Well, last week was interesting. I got a raise last week, and I came home, and the dog had chewed up my favorite pair of Nikes, and I was so happy about my raise. I just pet him, and it was no big deal." So. Uh. So then I go, tell me about the rest of your week. So two days later, he comes home. He's really mad because his boss gave him a reprimand because he hadn't finished an assignment on time. He comes home. Of course, his dog had destroyed something else. I think it was a pair of drapes that he dragged off the window or something. And so I, I ask him, you know, he's a human. He's supposed to be smart. What do you think the dog thinks when you come home? Right. He goes, you know, I never thought about that. And I go, well, let me tell you what. The dog doesn't know that you got a raise. The dog doesn't know that you got reprimanded. The dog doesn't know that you're mad or happy because he chewed up your shoes. He associates you coming home with, I don't know what the heck is going to happen. Really? No way. Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams. Here to get craft beer drinkers' reactions as they secretly taste Sam Adams' Boston Lager. It's got a good body. It's got a great taste. It's very smooth. I, I like that. You think you've had this beer before? No. This is Sam Adams' Boston Lager. Sam Adams! Like, <laughs> I was good yes. to Sam Adams. That's easy to drink. It's tasty. It's a very flavorful, drinkable beer. Smooth, but it does have flavor. I love a Boston Lager. What this tested is it put Sam Adams back on the map for me. Boston Beer from Boston Bass, St. Louis Boston scorebig.com where you can save on every ticket every day how can i help you yeah hi i'm trying to settle an argument i've got with my wife she says i can get nba nhl baseball college theater and music tickets from you guys for less than full price that can't be right is it your wife is right every ticket on scorebig.com is below full price guaranteed what then you must not have good seats i mean just the nosebleeds right actually scorebig has great seats from the rafters to the front row seriously great seats to nba nhl baseball college and theater at guaranteed savings how is that even possible well 40 percent of live event tickets go unsold even events you think are sold out often have thousands of unsold tickets and scorebig gets them so you save go to scorebig.com right now and check it out enter promo code 2222 and you take an extra 15 bucks off Wow, my wife was right. Again. What was that promo code again? Sure. Go to scorebig.com and enter promo code 2222 to get great tickets at guaranteed savings. That's scorebig.com, promo code 2222. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. 
caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer canine caviar, visit caninecaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. The FDA is asking for your help. It is trying to figure out why thousands of animals are getting sick from eating jerky treats, most of them made in China. Now, the agency first started getting complaints back in 2007, and since then, 3,600 dogs and 10 cats in the U.S. have gotten sick, and those are just the reported cases. Nearly 600 of those animals have actually died. The FDA says 60% of the deaths involve gastrointestinal illness and about 30% dealt with kidney and urinary systems. And so far, the researchers cannot pinpoint the exact cause. They've done over 1,200 tests. They've looked for everything from heavy metals to salmonella. They have even gone to the plants in China where the jerky is made with no luck. So now the FDA is asking pet guardians who think that their pet has gotten sick from tainted jerky to contact the agency immediately. They really want to figure out exactly what in the jerky is causing all this sickness. Now, counting calories could help rhesus monkeys live longer and healthier. The average lifespan of the monkeys in captivity is about 26 years, but more than half of the ones in the study on calorie-restricted diets live to be 30. The study was done at the Wisconsin National Primate Research Center. It also found that the animals not on calorie-restricted diets had nearly triple the risk of age-related diseases compared with those in the calorie-restricted group. The results suggest that calorie restriction could improve longevity and health in other primates, and that would include humans. Okay, now th- this story, I-, I cried. I absolutely cried when I got this story. It was a, a happy crying, okay? Lots of people, they lost everything during Hurricane Sandy. That was about 17 months ago. And some families lost things that were absolutely impossible to replace, like the Cruz family. They lost their Labrador retriever, Wesley. And they looked everywhere. And Miguel Cruz finally had to tell his 11-year-old son, and this little guy has a mild form of autism and really counted on this dog, that Wesley was never coming home. But April 1st, get, check that date, hmm. Cruz got a call from the police in a town about 20 miles away telling him Wesley had been found. And Cruz first thought, like we probably would, that somebody was playing a kind of nasty April Fool's mm-hmm. Day joke. But it, it wasn't. It hmm. wasn't. A woman had spotted Wesley just wandering around. She'd corralled him, called the police. He was easily identified because of his microchip. Mm. Uh-huh. And nobody knows where he's been all this time, but he's about 20 pounds heavier, so he's obviously been spoiled rotten, and he is back safe and sound and happy with the Cruz family. 17 months. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterandSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. What's the best way to bring people together t-shirts t-shirts custom t-shirts that you design online with custom ink 
Custom Ink has created over 30 million shirts for families, teams, reunions, church groups, cheerleaders, companies big and small. On-time delivery is guaranteed, and we'll even ship your order absolutely free. Start designing your Custom Ink t-shirts today and see why 99% of our customers say they would order from us again. Visit CustomInc.com. Get something started. That's the sound of a Kubota RTV utility vehicle. Maybe it has a Kubota orange paint job, maybe camouflage, maybe it has two seats, or maybe it has four. There might even be a comfortable factory-installed cab with heat and air conditioning. In fact, there's a whole lineup of hard-working Kubota RTVs waiting for you at your local Kubota dealer. Like the redesigned RTV X-Series, the next generation of North America's top-selling diesel utility vehicle with truck-inspired styling. It's a whole new driving experience with Kubota's exclusive independent rear suspension technology for a smooth, comfortable ride, even in rugged terrain and bumpy work sites. With so many RTV options, it's easy to find the right one for you. Then start saving with low-rate, long-term financing available now. Kubota RTV Utility Vehicles, built for the best things in life. Visit Kubota.com to find your local Kubota dealer. By the way, if I uh, ease into schizophrenia on and off, it's because I have that parasite in my head rewiring my brain. I'll keep that in mind. It's Animal Radio. Toll free. 1-866-405-8405 to any one of the Dream Team. Moments away from our Hero Person of the Week. And I understand this is a humdinger. I like that humdinger word. I know it's so that's 1960s. A, that's like from the, yeah, it's that's very from the 20s, isn't it? Yeah. The 20s, isn't that when? Doesn't that go back to when they called women toots? Hey, toots, come here, toots. <laughs> this is very cool. Now we always get the best celebrities on this show here, and I'm very excited to say that I think Judy has outdone herself once again. I believe Miss Diana Ross is going to be joining us in just a second here. No, so, she, huh? No, what? it's Diana oh. Reese. Oh, Diana Dr. Reese. Doctor Diana oh. Reese. Oh, no relation to Diana Ross. No, sorry, does, does she sing? Now, thanks to you, the song Upside Down is going to be stuck in my head for at least two days. I'm really embarrassed <laughs> now. Everybody was expecting. Well, this is actually might be better than Diana Ross yes. is what I'm thinking yes. here. I think There's it's a better fit. a brand new PBS show. Well, the, the show is Nova, which has been around longer than me, actually. They're doing a new PBS special called Inside Animal Minds. Who's the smartest? And neither Alan nor me are in this show here. So they obviously have no baseline as to what smart might be. But we do have... Dr. Diana Reese joining us. She's a dolphin cognition and communications expert. She talks to the dolphins. Doctor, oh, welcome to the show. Hi. Don't ask me to sing, though. <laughs> you can't do it. Okay. Well, I, I'm pretty impressed what you do already. Now, I don't know if you go to school to learn to talk to dolphins. Tell us a little bit about your background, if you will. Okay. Well, first, um, I don't really talk to dolphins in that way. What we try to do is I try to understand how they're communicating, trying to understand how they think, because they do think, other animals think, and we use a different variety of different ways to do that. So I'm more interested in what they're doing, but we do communicate with them in ways that I can tell you about in a little bit. Okay. Do you think dolphins are the smartest animal? I don't actually like the comparison of okay. who's the smartest, because I, I think other animals, because we're animals too, I think we're all smart in our own ways. But we can talk about how animals are smart, whether then who's the smartest. So, for I example, a dolphin lady. is going to be a lot better at us 
and maybe you could say smarter than us at doing certain things in, in, in their world than we're doing in their world, and we're better off. I mean, they're not building buildings like we do, but we're not catching fish by encircling fish by making mud rings either. Mm. So you would say it would be apples and oranges if we're trying to compare how smart the animals are. In a way, are. yeah. yeah okay. but, there, but there are things that we can do where we can give animals similar things to do and see how they fare. Mm. No, I, I have to ask you a question because, uh, by the way, I, I can tell you're a New Yorker and I love you already. Oh my. But what is the most endearing thing? And I know you're a scientist, you're supposed to be analytical and logical, but what's the most endearing thing you've ever seen a dolphin do? I mean, it's just something that, that illustrated and showed you that this was a, you know, a very caring dolphin, a dolphin that cared about other dolphins. Yeah, I think dolphins have, you know, have been known, even from the times of the ancient Greeks, to hold uh, other dolphins up to rescue humans, apparently, who are drowning at sea. You know, you've heard of these ancient Greek myths. Mm -hmm. I've actually witnessed dolphins holding other dolphins, uh, close affiliates up, you know, their buddies up, in pools when they're ill or injured, and often going without days, uh, you know, going for days without eating uh, until the animals... Wow better and there are lots of reports of this and some of these reports have been published in in journal articles it's not just you know it's not just oh that person said this and i've i've observed this myself so they seem to have a sense of other as well as a sense of self which is some of the work i've been involved in when you say sense of self does that mean they can identify themselves in a mirror that's the work thank you that's one of the studies i did with my colleague Laurie Marino, many years ago, um, we're doing new studies now, trying to ask the, trying to find out how young dolphins are when they start to first show this ability. So, like us, dolphins understand that's me in that mirror, and they're interested so cool. in using a mirror as a tool to look at themselves. Now, when my kitten saw the mirror, my kitten arched up and got all freaked out when it looked in the mirror. So my kitten doesn't know. Well, yeah, itself. about our companion animals, I know your your research is primarily with the dolphins. but our... and, and elephants a little bit now, too. Do dogs and cats, can they recognize themselves in the mirror? Do they... Yeah, it's interesting. Because our dogs and cats are smart in their ways. But they don't seem to understand that when they see that that in the mirror in front of them that it's them uh it's it's interesting they just don't process information that kind of information in the same way that dolphins and elephants and great apes and we do and by the way magpies which are members of the crow family do they figure it out really figure it out they may see you behind them and look at you in the mirror but they don't they never pay attention to themselves does that mean our brains are wired more similar to these animals well it's an interesting question you know we're, we seem to, to to figure it out sort of the same ways and it seems that you don't have to be a human or even a primate to do that so yeah we're doing something quite similar what's cool is that all of us who look at who understand that that's ourselves in a mirror show the same three stages in learning how to use a mirror they we first act like we're looking at another in the mirror. If you show a baby a mirror, um, they'll think it's another baby. Uh -huh. The same thing for chimps, elephants, dolphins, magpies. Then you show the second stage, which is contingency testing. It's kind of like what Harpo Marx does in that skit at the mirror, uh -huh. uh, where it's a really <laughs> weird repetitive behavior in front of the mirror, and they, that's where you seem to figure out that what you're doing has something to do with what's going on in the mirror or vice versa. That light bulb goes on. Mm -hmm. And then the third part is self-directed behavior. You use the mirror as a tool to see parts of your body you can't see without the mirror or watch yourself doing things that you can't see without the mirror. <laughs> so that's wow. all similar. 
And what's really cool, one last thing that I think is really neat, is that when you look at dolphins and, and, and uh, elephants, they show very similar behaviors at the mirror and interest in looking at certain parts of their body that we do. They look in their eyes, inside their mouths. It's really <laughs> fascinating that they're interested in looking at those parts of their bodies just like we are. Wow. Well, the elephant has always amazed me. I mean, these guys can grieve. They, they seem to have... They're really intelligent. I see them working. What was that we just saw on uh, Amazing Race? Amazing where Race. They, where they, they picked up these logs and moved load them, them on a truck. Seemed like they didn't mind that at all. Mm-hmm. Well, they're very strong elephants. And, you know, elephants have been working with humans, uh, you know, to move things as beasts of burden, so to speak. But, uh, you know, they're very powerful animals. I think the one thing that we, we, we really uh, want to get across in this PBS show, as they want to get across in the PBS show, is just that animals can be quite innovative and flexible in their behavior, and that they think we're not the only thinkers on this planet. We're not alone. That's so cool. The yeah. PBS show that you're talking about is called Inside Animal Minds, and it's on Wednesday night, 10 p.m. on Wednesday nights on PBS. Before we let you go, i got to ask you about Humphrey the Humpback Whale. If you remember, what was it? It was a few years back. This whale was got into San Francisco Bay. Is that correct, as I remember it? Right. I was involved in that rescue. We did the playback. Humphrey came into San Francisco Bay in 1985, yes. and he wandered inland like over 60 miles, and nobody knew why he was going up there. You know, and whales sometimes go up, up the river, but they go back out. He didn't, and we think he just got mixed up. So we did what's called sound playback. We played back sounds of humpback whales to him. It ne- this kind of playback never worked before to, to bring a whale close, because they're usually too smart and figure it out. But we think that this very lonely whale, you know, actually approached our boat. And immediately, it was kind of like calling my dog over, followed us back out to sea. And it was a remarkable experience. It was really, we saved a whale. This is a lot more exciting than uh, Diana Ross. I'll tell you that right now. And that, in fact, <laughs> Miss right. Ross, you, you have to actually call her Miss Ross anyway. Yeah, so, that's so doc- you'll see, I'll just say what you'll see on this PBS show will really be amazing to people. What animals are doing is quite astonishing. Check it out Wednesday nights, 10 p.m. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Kitty Agogo, bringing you six attractive litter box options and colorful designs, especially suited for smaller homes or apartments, where, you know, the traditional litter box is an eyesore in a small place. Not with Kitty Agogo. Check it out at kittyagogo.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the dog father. How are you doing? Hey, listen, I got a um, an email from a um, Leanne Smith, and this is actually a really, really good um, question that she asked me. She found some fleas on her pet Chihuahua, and um, she um, went out and she bought some um, cedar. Well, she didn't buy it yet. She was reading the label because she wanted something that was a little bit more organic and something with less pesticides. And she found a cedar-based um, product that had cedar oil in it that says um, will repel fleas. And she wanted to know if that will get rid of the fleas on her dog. Hmm. Now, the best answer to to give there um, is. Most likely it will, but here's the problem with that. They do work, but they repel more than they kill, which means they're not going to probably kill the fleas that are on your pet, but they'll keep them off. So here's where the problem becomes. When you start using these things on your pet, the fleas have to go somewhere, okay? And if they're not 
going off of the dog outside. They're, they're coming off of the dog in your home or yep. in your car or wherever, wherever your dog or cat is, is, is being kept. So just remember your infestation may continue. Even though it might not be on the pets, they could be biting you. They could be going on other pets, um, or anyone else in the household. So my suggestion is, is to always start fresh. Um, go to your local groomer, have your dog bathed to get rid of the um, fleas and ticks that are on the dog professionally. So you know professional did it, and that um, it's, it's pretty much covered that you are getting them all off the dog. Then after that... Continue to use the, um, the, the product that, um, that you purchased, um, you know, by the manufacturer's directions and use that. And that should work really, really well because then it's going to keep the fleas from going back onto your pet. You're going to be using a natural, um, pest free type of product where you shouldn't have to worry about, um, any type of reaction coming down. But sometimes even with these natural products, dogs and cats will develop reactions to them. But I still, kind of like that idea um, a lot better than going with a complete chemical product. Mm. But most of the time, it's not going to kill. It will repel. What do you think of that pill, the Comfortis pill? Would you use that on Miles? Because I know you like all natural. You won't do the spot-ons or anything. You know what? I, I personally... I don't like chemicals that are put on the skin or ingested. Okay. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that they're not safe because I honestly don't know. I have no no studies that have that, that tell me anything different, but I do know that there are a few products out there that have been known to actually, you know, do extensive damage to dogs, yep. including death. Yep. So, um, you know, I, I don't want to play around. Well, I, you know, I noticed when I worked for a veterinarian, that was something they would do on an animal that came in because it was, I guess, fast-acting, and if an animal came in... What, a spot-on? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, the, the, the comfort is the pill, because okay. if the animal was coming in to be bored or to be to have surgery or something was wrong and it came in flea-ridden, they yep. needed something to get rid of the fleas right away, and they would do that. Yeah, we. I think we've used that on Ladybug. But did uh, she get sick? She we, got no, sick No, we used the first that on, on Nike, on the cat. Oh, yeah. Did yeah. he get sick? You know, did I, someone, I, no. This is John O'Hurley. You're listening to Animal Radio. And remember, most importantly, please spay or neuter. Hi, this is Betty White. All us animal lovers love Animal Radio. Please help every way you can to make life better for our animals. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Well, hey there, it's Animal Radio. You found us. This is where we celebrate our connection with your pets toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. If you have a question for the veterinarian, Dr. Debbie, she's here, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer and dog father Joey Volani. Uh, we have to say dog father. I don't know. It's in his contract. Let's head to the phones because, really, you're the most important part of this team. We go to Sheila. Hey, Sheila. Hi. How are you today? Good. Where are you calling from? Um, actually, I'm calling from New Jersey, um, but I'm from Massachusetts. Joyzy. Okay. okay, well, what's going on? Yes, Sheila. Um, well, I rescued a cat, my husband and I, and um, it's probably been about a month now. And the cat is finally warming up to me. However, whenever the cat, my husband picks up the cat, she'll roll up into a ball like as if she's scared that she's going to be beaten. She was a mm-hmm. rescue cat. I rescued her. And she is declawed. But I, my question is, will she come around? Will she stop hiding? Will she get off the chair? 
what do you mean get off the chair? Um, she stays on her her spot all day long until I come home to, to feed her. Hmm. At night, she'll start to warm up to me. Okay. Another question was, would it be a good idea to get her a companion? Okay. Now, you don't have any other pets at this time? Just your husband? No. <laughs> just my husband. He's the only pet, and by, right? And by the way, we like that, the earlier joke about the... Schnauzer, he told me to tell. Oh, good, because like we got that. a lot of complaints about the Schnauzer joke. <laughs> he was laughing like crazy. So, anyways, um, back to little kitty cats. We had just lost our cat of 17 years, so I wanted okay. to rescue another cat. So, okay. and um, the man who who worked the adoption agency said this cat would never play, but I I gave her some organic um um the little green stuff um catnip the Catnip, yes. Okay. And um, it made a play. But okay. She, my, when my husband picks up, she just cowers so much. It's scary. Okay. Well, for, for some kitties that have kind of either a feral background or, you know, we don't know what their history is, and they're very fear fearful of a lot of new things, um, whether that's a person, everything in the household, or, you know, just select things, we really have to... Pr- proceed cautiously with cats um and, and the general rule is with cats is you can't treat them like a dog so to force her into physical contact when it makes her visibly uncomfortable is counterproductive so oh, okay. that's that's the first thing we want her to warm up to situations and to your husband but we want her to do it on her own terms and to her to feel feel comfortable it's the the closest equation i can make it to is like you know when a kid's learning how to swim and you throw them in the deep end of a pool more chances than not that actually freaks them out and they'll not like not enjoy swimming so cats are that same way so um that's the first rule is we don't want to force her now if she has more problems with your husband and getting comfortable with him then i always want to put him into the key point of being the food person in the household so that okay. you know you, maybe you don't give her canned food all that often but he might be the the occasion that you do produce it or maybe a really yummy treat and it only comes from your husband and you just let him do that with no other expectations you just let him give the food and just let her accept that he's not okay. going to try to pick her up he's not going to do anything he may not even look at her or talk to her at first that's fine okay. just let her get comfortable with that and then with time then he can start talking to her then who knows he can invite put his hand out she may come closer but we really have to do that slowly with her um her own timeline so everything so, with caution exactly okay. so she, um, she probably will come around then you're saying you're hoping well if she's already come around a lot to you then yeah. you know it, it sounds like she's got it in her she just needs to she needs to feel comfortable now the, the other thing you can try and a lot of times i do use this when we're trying to work on some behavior issues with cats is we can use the different types of uh, the odor-free of pheromones, basically the scent hormones that help to relax cats in a natural way. And you can get those in little sprays. Isn't that like Ease? It's like an aerosol and you spray it? It may be. I'm not familiar with that brand, but oh, okay. it, it's it's basically um, the pheromone that's used is the chin uh, rubbing of pheromone. So when you see cats oh. rub their chin on things and they get that goofy grin, that's yeah. what they 
um, put in these products. So that's what we want to use. It's just kind of a natural way to calm her. Um, some folks will even use a little bit of dilute um, lavender oil in the environment, and that is a natural um, relaxer for um, pets as well. So okay. that's something. And, and it sounds like your baby is probably the type I wouldn't really pull out the old drug bag and start using. But there are some cats where we do have to do that, and we'll have to use anti-anxiety medicines or uh, other types of sedatives if, if they've really got a lot of fear-based problems or if they take that fear and it progresses to becoming aggressive in unfamiliar situations. So that's why we say hands off and back off a cat. <laughs> we okay. don't want to get to that point. So, but I think there's definitely oh, hope for your baby. Oh, my poor baby. She'll be fine. We love her to death. But I thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Well, and we love, oh, we love your show. We, well, we listen to it all the way down to Jersey. So, You're thank awesome. you very much, and keep up the work, and keep up those jokes. We'll, we'll do it. You hear that, <laughs> okay. Joey? They like the schnauzer joke. Good. Thank you for calling one 405 8405 Chalk one up for the schnauzer. I don't know what the schnauzer was. You didn't hear the schnauzer joke? You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A man going through security at LAX was recently found to have monkeys in his pants. When Robert John Cusack arrived from Indonesia, airport inspectors found 50 orchids in his luggage after four rare birds flew out. They then asked him if he had anything else to tell them, and he reluctantly admitted that he did have some monkeys in his pants. A search revealed that 45-year-old Cusack was hiding a pair of endangered pygmy monkeys in the crotch area of his underpants. Cusack is awaiting trial while the monkeys, happy to be out, have joined the monkey community at the Los Angeles Zoo. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. I said enough. Hey gang, this is the Money Man, Eddie Money. Make sure you spay to your pets and keep the dial right here to Animal Radio. It's the greatest station in the world. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Toll free 1-866-405-8405. To the dream team, dog father Joey Villani, dog trainer Alan Cable, and Dr. Debbie, who I understand they're, they're prepping a... Uh, what was it they're prepping for you? Or did you say a, a raccoon? A f- ferret? No, never. A ferret. Yes, yeah, so we have a four-month-old male ferret with bladder stones. Oh, wow. wow. So you're yes. going to have to go in there and do surgery on that? Yeah, remove these, and then hopefully from there we can treat them, find out what they're made of, and then prevent them. But, you know, the interesting thing is this ferret is eating cat food. Oh, and dry cat food? Are, um, yes, it is dry cat food, okay. but it is important to, that ferrets get fed ferret food because um, cat food, sometimes the proteins actually come from plant matter and vegetable, and that can actually lead to some types of stones. So, you know, they need Ooh. to have animal-based protein, and that's really what is in ferret food. So, so hopefully the little guy does good, but yeah, very unusual, four months old. Okay, well, that's wow. an expensive lesson that person's learning. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, well, we're going to go ahead and take a few calls while they're prepping the ferret for you to do your surgery. If you want to talk to Dr. Debbie, toll-free at one 405 8405. Also this hour, carrot dating. I still don't know what this is all about, but I'm I'm excited to learn. It's uh, family friendly, right? It's, it's just bribery. No. Just bribery. Just, just bribery. Just don't understand anything. Carrots really have a right to have love, too. I don't really see any problem with that. What happens behind closed refrigerator doors yeah. is... What carrots do in the ground with each other is none yes. of our business. That's right. <laughs> is that all I have there for the top? Really? <laughs> Oh, no, this hour we have a hero person. We've started a brand new segment here on Animal Radio called Hero People. We'll have a hero person this hour, someone who's doing great for the animals. And, by the way, if you know somebody that's doing good for the animals, let us know. Nominate them. Call us. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. Let's let's hit up Sandra. Hey, Sandra, how are you doing? I'm fine. Thank you for taking my call. Where are you calling from today? Uh, Reading, Pennsylvania. Oh, listening on WEEU. Yes. What's up? What are, what are we, how uh, well, we help? first of all, I have a 12-year-old male cat, and for the last six, seven years, he's had upper respiratory tract infections. And in December, I noticed he was limping around, and he looked like he was losing a little bit of weight, so I took him to the vet. And she said the weight loss was because of his aging, and mm-hmm. the limping was because he had luxating patella. Okay. Now... She did a thyroid test on him, and he was fine. Okay. In March, I took him back again because he was limping really bad, and he was dragging his back leg. Mm-hmm. And I had asked for a full workup, and also he, when he was down the steps, he was like leaking urine. Oh, no. Yeah. So, you know, she did a urine test on him, and it came back fine. But she put him on Clavamox for two weeks okay. and beta Betacam, or no, excuse me, Medicam. Okay. Two to three times a week. And I was told he is not a candidate for surgery because of his lung condition. Oh, what's his lung condition? Well, the You mean the respiratory condition. problem? Yes. And she pretty much asked me to think about, like, maybe his quality of life now. Okay. But I don't want to put him down because he's still eating and drinking and... He's just dragging his leg around. Okay. And I was um, wondering, was, what can I do about that? Is there sure. anything I can do? Well, i got a couple more questions for you, Sandra. Did did the veterinarian, in addition to a thyroid test, did they do other basic lab work, what we'd call like a chemistry panel and a CBC? Yeah, he did do that. Okay. And, and any signs he, of kidney disease on that? No, nothing. Okay. And then, uh, did we get any x-rays of those back legs, the hip or no. the, the leg? Okay. Because no. that would be important information to see, because patellar luxation definitely can happen in cats, but sometimes there are even cats where they can also have hip dysplasia or arthritis in the hip as well. So I think that would help us get a, a more complete picture of what is going on in the back leg. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll back up for our listeners as far as a, a patellar luxation is basically when the kneecap in a dog or a cat pops out of its normal groove that it kind of slides around in when the knee bends and in in the patellar luxation it pops out the leg cannot bend and and the quadriceps mechanism just just doesn't work so in cats um, we may see that they you know drag the leg Um, they may um, kind of be crouched and just not really use a normal kind of uh, gait when they're walking Uh Um, and sometimes you know they'll manifest pain or cry or just kind of refuse to move 
Um, so that certainly can happen. But I see a lot of kitties with patellar luxation that don't always have to have surgery. And, and it really depends on your kitty where she fits in and, and what all is going on. Because it sounds like we've got maybe a couple things going on here. You know, we've got some weight loss, um, we've got the respiratory thing, and we've got this leg. So um, it's hard for me to tell you exactly in your kitty's situation what you should do. But I what I typically would do in an older kit si- cat situation here is I would look at um, getting the kitty on some glucosamine. And that's something that um, it can be a little challenging to get into some kitties, but there are some flavored capsules that you open up and sprinkle the, the material um, onto their food uh-huh. and get it in. And the, the challenge is that cats are really not um, great for taking a lot of pain relievers. Glucosamine is safe, and we can, if we can get it in, it can help for many cats. Uh-huh. But when we talk about all the arthritis medicines we use for dogs, you know, we're kind of limited. Um, there is a one that is been has been used and labeled as a non-steroidal in cat um, called Onsior, but it's not generally recommended for long-term use. So that's something we could dabble into the short term to make the kitty feel better. But, you know, in your cat situation, I I think we'd really need to get a better handle on why we've dropped some weight and to make sure that we really could manage and handle these other types of medications there. Well, he didn't lose a lot of weight, but a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that's why she did the thyroid test. But, Mm -hmm. you know... From what I understand, what's been told to me is no matter what he has, it can't be fixed through surgery. Hmm. Well, and, and for me, I personally, I don't typically make that statement until I can view an x-ray because there is there are surgeons that do fix a patellar luxation in cats. But again, it's usually we don't fix it just because it's there. We fix it if the pet is limping or has discomfort. For me, that generally warrants um, intervening. And if it's a matter of besides trying some things, you know, to help the kitty feel better, you know, I'm all for that. But if we're at a quality of life decision and you know, talking about putting her down, my goodness, I would definitely make sure we do everything we can to evaluate yeah. that leg. And well, so I'd I start with some x week. You, you did know, what? Like an ace bandage sort of thing, but not an ace bandage. Um, and it seems to be helping him. Really? Because I, I usually don't recommend that. It's, I know. You can really get into a spot where, um, especially with a cat, bandages will slip and they can actually cut off blood flow. So mm-hmm. for patellar luxation, bandaging really doesn't help for the long term. Um, it may, and now I've occasionally put it on some animals when they're in a lot of pain or they traumatically luxate it. So after an injury hit by a car, that kneecap pops out. But it's really not going to be a good long-term red, um, right. remedy because it, it limits the, the movement of the leg and you're going to get more muscle yeah. loss. The tendons and, and the ligaments are going to lose their pliability, and you're not going to have a very functional leg. Yeah. Well, she said um, he's very shallow where, you know, it popped out, so it's mm-hmm. not going to stay in because it's such a shallow groove there. Exactly. And that's what, and that's how surgically it's fixed, is surgeons go in and they deepen that groove mm-hmm. and um, make it so that the kneecap can ride in there more effectively. And then they do some suturing techniques as well. And mm-hmm. it should also be pointed out, I know I mentioned, you know, there can be some hip problems in cats with this. And congenitally, uh, we do see in some breeds, um, uh, the Abyssinians and the Devon Rexes, that they can have a congenital tendency towards uh, patellar problems. Yeah. But in other cats, it can just kind of happen. And, yeah. um, but we we can also see sometimes it'll damage the ligaments inside the knee, which is the cruciate ligaments. So, um, you know, for me, I'd say I, I think we've got some opportunity to explore that a little bit more in your kitty. And, um, you know, there are some other pain medicines I should mention. Well, he doesn't um, seem to be in pain. That's the thing. I mean, he's not crying. He's not really doing anything like that. 
Mm-hmm. Well, if she's getting around and moving, then that's something you have to look at. But um, cats don't really cry with orthopedic oh, yeah, pain, yeah. And, and and dogs don't either. So you know, when we have dogs have dogs and cats have arthritis or they have some kind of chronic malady with their legs, they are not going to sit there and generally whine about it. Now, a dog yeah. or a cat with a broken leg, they're going to verbalize right, that. Right, right. So just no you got to look at it a little differently. On him without being put to sleep. I'm sorry. Uh, does that does anybody do like? localized surgery without having to put a, like a cat or dog to sleep? Not for something of this nature. Um, you know, they may do, uh, you know, things like epidurals to help control pain, but general anesthesia is going to be necessary just for uh, holding still the type of surgeries. Mm-hmm. You know, an awake pet is going to become startled by some of the noises that are involved with general surgery. So, yeah, it's really not something to be done awake. Now, if you, you know, I would say make sure we look at those x-rays, see what's going on in your pet. We can look at the glucosamine. We can use some medicines like opioids for pain. You know, and I wouldn't say, you know, um, the viral um, infection, the, the tendency that she has, for me, it isn't necessarily something that would make her not a candidate for surgery, but we know that anything that a cat with a chronic viral infection, um, anything we succumb to uh, with a cat with a viral infection, they're going to very likely have another bout. So, you know, if we have surgery, a pet is ill, um, you know, something that stresses them, we might see that viral infection come out, but it isn't necessarily, um, unless there's other factors, it isn't anything that's going to be necessarily life-threatening in its own. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you for your okay. call, Sandra. The number is one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Yeah, we had uh, Ladybug, of course, had Luxetti Patella. She had surgery mm-hmm. done uh, to to correct that. That took a, uh, about two weeks to heal, and she was a champ through that whole thing. She mm-hmm. came through really well. But I didn't realize that cats could get this too. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. I'm always learning something here on this animal that's radio show. Pretty rare, though. Well, it's about cats, time. It's a, it's about time. I know. But yes, Judy, it is it is pretty unusual for cats. It's not very common. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Animal Radio is underwritten by Natural Balance Pet Foods, the finest food and treats you can buy for your pet. No matter which formula of Natural Balance Pet Food or solution-oriented treat you choose, it will truly be the food for a lifetime and a treat to treat them right. Visit naturalbalanceinc.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Jimmy Van Patten, and I'm here to talk to you about our solution-oriented treats for cats and dogs. Natural Balance Pet Foods offers several nutritious treat formulas with tasty solutions for pets. Our treats feature unique ingredients like venison, duck, and salmon, accented with cranberries and pumpkin, and offer grain-free options. At Natural Balance, our philosophy is to provide pets and their owners the food for a lifetime. Natural Balance treats truly treat them right. For more information, visit Natural Balance Inc. Scorebig.com, where you can save on every ticket every day. How can I help you? Yeah, hi. I'm trying to settle an argument I've got with my wife. She says I can get NBA, NHL, baseball, college, theater, and music tickets from you guys for less than full price. That can't be right, is it? Your wife is right. Every ticket on scorebig.com is below full price, guaranteed. What? Then you must not have good seats. I mean, just the nosebleeds, right? Actually, Scorebig has great seats, from the rafters to the front row. Seriously, great seats to NBA, NHL, baseball, college, and theater at guaranteed savings? How is that even possible? Well, 40% of live event tickets go unsold. Even events you think are sold out often have thousands of unsold tickets, and Scorebig gets them so you save. Go to scorebig.com right now and check it out. Enter promo code 2222, and you take an extra 15 bucks off. 
Wow, my wife was right. Again. What was that promo code again? Sure. Go to scorebig.com and enter promo code 2222 to get great tickets at guaranteed savings. That's scorebig.com, promo code 2222. Fido Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Hi, this is Jamie Farr, and you're listening to the Animal Radio Network. And remember to spay and neuter your pets. Dog toll free at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. And Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Fetch ID Microchip Registration. Can you find your pet with a Google search? Can you, Judy? Well, by name, you could maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, but most people can't. If you can't, neither can a rescuer. And with Fetch ID, rescuers can contact owners in an instant. Check them out: www.fe. T C H dash I D dot com. I'm really excited to get this guy on the phone. Were we trying a couple of weeks to get him on the phone? Yes, we were. But he he was out of cell service. He must have been out on one of his rescue missions. This is Greg Maley. Greg, welcome to the show. Thank you. You uh travel a lot, don't you? <laughs> Quite a bit. What do you Every do? Other week. Tell listeners um, what you do. I run a transport service for rescue animals in the deep south. I am the connecting link between southern rescues and northern rescues. And why is there a need from south to north? Yeah. There's an abundance of adoptable dogs in the south, and there is not an abundance of adoptable dogs in the north. Though so that is really? not to say that the north does not have dogs in their shelters. They do. Um, there is a wider selection of dogs in southern shelters. So you, you drive, how many animals at a time do you drive? Approximately 100 animals um, a run. Holy moly. Wow. 100 animals. So you, you wow. take them from, how do you, they're on death row, obviously. You probably go through the animals that are going to be euthanized. You, you get those animals. How do you select which animals to move north? I am working with rescues in the south. They are the ones going into the shelters. Um, they're going into death row, and they're pulling the animals out. Um, they're selecting animals that they think are adoptable and vetting them, um, temperament testing, and getting them ready to go, putting them up on Pet Finder uh, to find homes, um, getting in contact with the adopters, uh, screening the adopters, and making sure they're sure that the dog is going to a good home. Um, they've put a lot of work into their dogs. They're not just sending them off to nowhere. They want to make sure the dog is going to a home that's going to love them and keep them. Okay, so these animals, they have homes. You're not taking them to another shelter. They actually have homes that they're going to? Yes, they do. Um, They each have an individual family, or they are going to a foster home with a rescue. Though most of the dogs that that I'm working with are going directly into a home. They have a family that will be waiting on them when I get there. Um... When I show up, it will be in a designated parking lot somewhere. That family will be waiting there. 
they'll they'll be jumping up and down. There'll be tears flying. Um, it, it's a very very joyous occasion. Wow. Well, how did you get into this? What got you going on this? Things called legged transports, um, and that's where one person drives a dog for 50 miles and hands off to another person and then uh-huh. hands off to another person. Um, I could quickly see that that didn't work so well because you're relying on so many people. Somebody won't show up to do their <laughs> end, and the dog will stall out, um, mm-hmm. and the, the dog will stall out somewhere. Also, it only moves one dog, so it's not very dependable, and and it just doesn't move very many dogs. Can I ask what you did before this? I was in the restaurant business. So what made you do this? Kind of kind of a quick change. Kind of a quick change. Yes, it was. Um, I had just gotten out of the restaurant business, okay. and and I thought that um, I, I thought that I was going to be living on the farm the rest of my life and not doing anything. Um, I got introduced to to rescue and to the transport end of rescue. Uh, I became fascinated with it, and I, my love of animals drew me to it like a magnet. Um, uh, these dogs are great. Uh, they're all very, very wonderful. I've got a soft spot for all of them, and I fall in love with each one of them. Uh, it makes me want to help them, and it makes me want to do more. I would help one dog and be in love with that dog the whole time. Uh, a lot of the times I would cry when I handed the dog over. I was just so happy mm-hmm. for it, and I became attached to the dog. And that makes you want to do it again, and then you want to do it again and again and again, and, and it's a vicious cycle, mm. but it's wonderful. It's addictive. You're doing great work. Yes. Are there other people like you that are that are doing kind of transports like this? Yes, there are tons of other people like me, um, it's just hundreds at this point. Uh, there's a lot of us doing a lot of things, and some of us are even working together now. For the longest while, none of us work together. Um, we are starting to get our act together and think of connecting flights at an airport. Um we can one person can offer service to to somewhere where another person can offer service to different places um, that vastly opens up doors for dogs to get just wherever they need to get to is gasoline involved that's got to be pretty expensive how is that paid for each person um, each adopter uh, is is chipping in a portion of gas okay and what kind or of vehicle? a portion of the fuel Okay. I am doing it in a semi at this point um, wow. I've got a I've got a semi oh, I'm pulling so a guess. trailer um that um i i live in the trailer with the dogs uh we live together we sleep together we eat together we go to the bathroom together we do everything together I, i'm just crazy in love with the dogs and that's how we're able to get them from the deep south into the north how, how do you do this all by yourself don't you have to have help to take 64 I dogs have... out to potty breaks and things along the way <clears throat> yes you need a lot of help this is not just me and i so often it's my face that gets to be seen and my personality and everybody thinks it's just me. It is not just me. I have tons of help. I go on the road with one driver and then I have volunteers stationed all along the way. Oh, wow. um, we've dubbed our volunteers the angels and it's just people that volunteer to come out when I get to a designated spot, say in Birmingham or in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Um, they'll come out, they'll get all of the dogs out, they'll walk the dogs, they'll love on the dogs. Some of the dogs need reassurances because, you know, after all, they are rescue dogs and they came out of shelters, so they're not really sure what's going on. Some of them, some of them are happy to go lucky. Some of them just don't really know what to think. So with the volunteers handling them, uh, it, it gives them reassurance and it gives them love and it, it helps greatly with their trip. 
because when we get to their new homes, I want them to come out and I want them to greet their family in a happy, relaxed manner. I want them to, everything to start off on a good note. And I don't want the dog set up to fail. I want this home to work for the dogs. How many dogs would you say you've rescued? I think we're up to about 35,000 now. 35,000? Wow. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. You fill an arena. Yes, that is amazing. <laughs> Let's uh, give oh, out the website. Wonderful. You have, uh, what is, I have two websites. I guess one's a Facebook page and one's uh, rescueroadtrips.com. What's over there? Rescueroadtrips.com is just a static page. It's going to give you the ins and outs of what goes on if you need a dog to move and how I go about moving them. Rescue Road Trips on Facebook is the feel-good page. You're my wow. you're my hero. Greg <laughs> Maley joining us. Please check out the website and learn more. In fact, we'll post some link, links over at AnimalRadio.com, including the Facebook page, our Hero Person of the Week. Greg Maley <laughs> joining us. Toll, call, give us a call toll-free if you know somebody in your neighborhood or somebody who's doing great things for the animals. Animal Radio's Hero People is brought to you by Fetch ID Microchip Registration. Can you find your pet with a Google search? If you can't, neither can a rescuer. Register your pet with Fetch ID and your pet will always be able to get back to you. Already registered with another service? That's okay. Register with Fetch ID for extra protection. Only $9.99. No yearly fees and free additional services. With Fetch ID, rescuers can contact owners in an instant. On the web at www.fetch-id.com. Get something started. That's the sound of a Kubota BX Series, America's top-selling subcompact tractor of the decade. And it's easy to see why. The BX is easy to own and easy to drive, with more for your money, like a Kubota diesel engine, standard power steering, and four-wheel drive. Make it yours with low-rate, long-term financing available now. Kubota BX Series, precisely engineered to help you get more done. Start something at Kubota.com. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Well, ring-a-ding-ding, the year was 1936, and Leo and Lillian Goodwin were hot to trot for the world to save some big bucks on automotive insurance. So they opened up a little joint called Geico. Geico had the goods for all the thousand Joes who were keen on swell service and keeping the cabbage. Flash forward over 75 years, and Geico is still helping customers save money every day and with 97% customer satisfaction. Today, the peeps would refer to that as pretty darn tight. Geico, saving people money for over 75 years. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Now, we all know that yawning is contagious. You probably just started to do one right there. But have you ever noticed, yeah, see, see, contagious is all get out. Have you ever noticed when you yawn in front of your dog, it often triggers a yawn from your dog? Mm. There's a new study. It suggests that yawning is contagious to dogs as well. Now, in this study, even the sound of a human yawn was enough to trigger the dog's yawn. And it seems that dogs can learn the sound of their own guardian's yawn. The dogs were five times more likely to yawn when they heard a recording of that particular one. Mm. 
Researchers this happened at the University of Porto in Portugal, and they say it could be a key element in proving a dog's ability to empathize with us. And it's not the first study done on this subject. There was an earlier one done at the University of London's Birkbeck College. It found that dogs mimic a yawn about 75% of the time after seeing a human do it. And contagious yawning has also been studied in chimpanzees, baboons, and macaws. Now, if you watch the Sochi Olympics and some of the little sidebar videos they had, there was one athlete at the Olympics who was searching for more than just a medal. Slope-style skiing silver medalist Gus Kenworthy brought home three of the stray dogs that were running the streets of the city. We all heard that story. He also, though, brought attention to the problems of the so-called Sochi dogs. Now, ten more have arrived here in the States. Humane Society International worked with groups in Sochi to bring the dogs to America after they were vaccinated and documented. That's why they only just got here. They're going to be up for adoption in probably about four or five weeks after their medical exams and all the quarantines and what have you are done. And the shelter says it's already gotten hundreds of calls about adopting them. Now, if your car has a problem, you might take it over to the mechanic and say, this this car has a bug in it. If that happens to be a Mazda, you're probably right. Mazda is now recalling some 42,000 cars because spiders may have built webs in one of the car's vent hoses, and that could cause the fuel tank to crack, and that could lead to a fire. Spiders. The recall covers 2010 to 2012 Mazda 6 cars equipped with the 2.5-liter engines. If that's your Mazda, you're going to be hearing from Mazda very soon. The dealer is going to fix the problem at no charge. In other words, they're going to get rid of your spiders. And strange as it seems here, this is actually the second time in three years that Mazda has recalled its cars because of spiders. They should uh, they should just make that an option, and they can charge more, you know. Yeah. Would you like it with spiders? Uh, rack and pinion spiders? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Don't they have a, a model called the spider, too? The Mazda you know, spider? Long, I thought God, a long did. time ago, I think they did. <laughs> Yeah, get more breaking animal and, well, we say insect news, too, at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Would you wait a week for your shower to get hot? (laughs) Would you wait up to a week to feel maximum relief from your nasal congestion? Nasacort Allergy Nasal Spray could take that long. But if you're congested now and you want powerful relief now, Afrin No-Drip starts working in seconds and keeps working for 12 hours. So why wait up to a week for maximum relief from your nasal spray when you can start to get relief in seconds with Afrin? (sighs) Afrin, powerful congestion relief without the wait. Use as directed. Before Allegra, this was the sound of spring. (coughs) After Allegra, the season sounds totally different. This spring, don't let pollen hold you back. Non-drowsy Allegra works even at eight times high pollen levels. 
Allergy relief begins in one hour and lasts for 24. With Allegra, going outdoors never sounded so good. Allegra, stop suffering, start living. Use only as directed in controlled environment studies using pollen deemed high by the National Allergy Bureau. Visit Allegra.com. Really? No way. Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams. Here to get craft beer drinkers' reaction as they secretly taste Sam Adams' Boston Lager. It's got a good body. It's got a great taste. It's very smooth. I, I like that. You think you've had this beer before? No. This is Sam Adams' Boston Lager. Sam Adams! Like, <laughs> I was going to say Sam Adams. That's easy to drink. It's tasty. It's a very flavorful, drinkable beer. Smooth, but it does have flavor. I love a Boston Lager. What this tested is it put Sam Adams back on the map for me. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass, it was Boston One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five for your Scooby snack. Doctor Debbie on the other end, as well as dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani. Can I just say something? Yes, yes, sir. The best bumper music in the business, right here at Animal Radio. The I'm best you, bumper music. We pay dearly for that. We actually have a, <laughs> a shipment. It comes in overnight because we don't want to. Don't want them walking in and out of the building during the daytime, dropping off the bumper music here at Animal huh. Radio. Wow. Well, thank you for noticing that. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. What are we doing? Are we going to Brooke? Oh, this yes, is cool. We are. Brooke, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Brooke Yurick joining us. She is the public relations manager for Carrot Dating. Uh, can you tell us the concept behind Carrot Dating, if you will, Brooke? Well, Carrot Dating is just like any other dating site, but instead of just regular dating, we have incentives. We call them bribes. So we're the world's first bribe for a date site where generous members can essentially bribe their dates with gifts. We have everything from a juicer to a tank of gas, and we recently introduced puppies. Puppies. Well, let's just back up just for a second before we get to the puppies here. So explain how this works. Say Say I was looking for a date. I'd have to buy one of these incentives and, and give it to uh, whoever would go out with me online to explain. I'm really lost here. More than usual, i got to tell you that. Oh, goodness. Well, it's not too difficult to understand. It's just like any other dating site. So you make a profile and you look for someone that you're interested in. Okay. The only twist is that when you find someone you're interested in, rather than messaging back and forth for days and weeks and months, you offer an incentive right there. So you say, I will get you flowers if you go on a date with me. And then at the date, you are required to bring the flowers. Wait a minute. This is desperate people, like, buying dates. Well, it does sound weird. It it sounds like, I mean, uh, obviously not spending time to get to know somebody through uh, the chat back and forth and the emails and the late-night FaceTimes and conversations and really just buying them is what it sounds like to me. It's real life. That's how it works in real life. But it's sort of hidden in real life. The lady knows she's going to get dinner and a movie. That's what that's what it's all about, right? So, Wait a minute, well, the lady might I mean, be buying dinner. Yeah. Oh no, I would have to agree with you. And essentially, most relationships are somewhat based on finances. It's going to come down to money eventually, and it's not about money necessarily with this site. It's just more about being generous. And the founder of our site um, was a nerd, basically a self-proclaimed nerd. He hadn't been kissed. He was a virgin at 21. And he asked his mom one day, how can I get girls to notice me? How can I get a girlfriend? And she said, don't worry about trying to seek out women. 
once you're successful, your generosity will bring women. If you're generous, then the women will come. And he's quite successful. So that's the outlook that he has. And most of the men on the site are just that. They're generous. But maybe they don't have the game that, you know, radio talk show hosts do. They aren't able to talk to women as easily yeah, we, as we We got lots of game, them. yes. That, both Alan and <laughs> me, we're, so. we're real. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, wait, okay. So wait, wait, I, wait, I gotta, no, when I make a profile, do I put the kind of gifts that I want on there and I will only accept these gifts for a date? That's a feature that I suggested, but that's not currently available on the site. However, there is a profile section, so you can say in your profile, you know, I'm most likely to accept a tank of gas because I drive a lot and I, I live far out of the city. Or I'm most likely to accept a juicer because I'm on a health kick and I love juicing. Did I see plastic surgery as one of the choices? That was a, no, that was a... A hoax. That was just um, an April Fool's Day thing. As it turns out, um, I have a confession to make about the puppies. Yeah. Yeah. That's also an April Fool's Day hoax. Also a so, April. Thank goodness. Thank goodness, no, girlfriend. Thank I love you for that. I was going to get on my uh, pedestal here and talk about how Me pets too. are not yeah. supposed to be gifts. <laughs> oh, it was, yeah. it was great. We got so much lashes and... Uh, negative remarks from the pet community. That's exactly Aww. what we wanted, so we could use their quotes for our April Fool's Day prank. Well, you just burst our bubble. We were going to just lash into you, girl. Well, I wasn't going to lash into you. you I, I hadn't heard the story yet. I didn't oh, know okay. what the deal yeah. was. I, I, you know, I figured it had something to do with animals because it was on animal radio. So I figured the puppies, giving the, the puppies, and then I was thinking, <laughs> wow, that's kind of cool. I wouldn't mind getting a puppy. <laughs> you go on a date for a puppy, Hal? Uh, yeah, I'd go on a date for a puppy, wouldn't you? <laughs> if they're really. Feedback though from our users, a lot of girls were really excited about their puppy dates, and so we left the bribe on there for a while so they could um, indeed get their puppies before we announced the prank. Uh, um, see, I'm off my game. This is this, this whole really thing is throwing me off. off huh? there. Thank you so much for hanging with us today, Brooke. Oh, of course, I'm great. You guys are funny. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with you. Take care of yourself, will you? Thank you. Bye. There you go. And is she going? I was. She's I was gone. really. I was freaking out that uh, you know. I was you could too. Give a puppy I thought, I'm thinking, what are you guys doing, man? Your puppies are yeah, a lifetime commitment. Doctor Debbie just put her thumbnail on it, man. It's a lifetime commitment. Beautiful. But so well is marriage. Said. So you know what? Yeah. A blender is going to hold you to. Blenders, marriage, and tattoos—they're all permanent. <laughs> it is a lifetime commitment. I mean, you can see, you can tell, you know, you're, you're walking down the street and you see a guy and he's walking like a Pekingese Shih Tzu and he's got a Yorkie on the leash and you just know he loves his wife because you know he didn't pick those dogs out. He's a guy. He's a guy. And in the man manual, it says that a guy has to have a manly dog. Hey, I'm, I'm not saying it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. My brother yeah, is a yeah. six foot, 200 and something mm-hmm. pound big guy, rides motorcycles, and he right. has two Shih Tzus that he picked out. Those yeah. are his. Yeah, you think so, huh? You you don't know the whole story, woman. You do sing- not know the whole he story. He was single. Oh, come on. He got him yeah. by himself. Now, he also has a tramp stamp, but I just would throw that out. <laughs> Judy, I'm with you because I've had like this really huge guy that was like a mixed martial artist. Yeah. And he came in with his little girl, with his girls, this is his ladies, um, little um, Pomeranian in a pink carry case. And he <laughs> opened up the little pink carry case and out came this little foofy dog. And yeah. I was just rolling inside because it right, was There's just one such caveat a to my rule though. Was this mixed martial artist mixed up with a woman or was he single? Oh no, that was his girlfriend. He was bringing the dog in for her. The, the hey. dog was his girlfriend? That, okay, let's move on.
No. no. I work for Alan. I work for a vet one time where another big burly guy, I mean somebody you wouldn't want to meet in a dark alley, six foot something, three hundred pounds, came in to the vet carrying his cat that was ill and he was holding it. He didn't want to put it in a carrier. He had it in his arms and he wanted to see the doctor right away because that was his baby. Well, you so. should know. Oh, yeah, there's, a, big, there's yeah. exceptions to every rule. Yeah, burly yeah. men do, do have hearts, yeah. for God's yes. sake. Oh, of I mean, course they do. They're some of, of the best they. pet lovers out there. Yes, so, they are. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I didn't say they weren't. I just said in the man manual it says, okay, look, it, you're at the factory, right? And you guys are sitting there at the table and you guys are blue-collar, hard-working, sweaty guys. And, and Bob goes, yeah, I I just got myself a, a Rottweiler. What do you got, Terry? And Terry says, well, I got a Pekingese Shih Tzu. That's what I got. A Yorkie. I got a Yorkie. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. Many Yorkies are very dominant. So you got to have yeah. a firm personality to deal with Yorkie. Real that men own Yorkies. <laughs> like it. You guys are right. You guys are always right. I'm sick of it. Yeah. By the way, if you are single and you are looking for a date, one of the best things you can do instead of going to CaraDating.com is you can take your dog to the park because that is the oh, best yeah. way to meet women is with yep. your dog at the park. True. Or yeah. the beach or any kind of outing. Just get out there. My husband told me this. He walked a uh, l- little boss the other day and uh, women were just smiling at him. Yep. Yep. Smiling. <laughs> and he's like, hey, wow, it's really, you get noticed. Wait a minute. Hal said he wanted to take Ladybug out for the exercise without me. Mm-hmm. What was that about? Oh, and I found my wedding ring, by the way. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Ooh, boy. It's toll-free to the Animal Radio Dream Team. 1-866-405-8405. You can also ask your questions from the Animal Radio app for iPhone or Android well as listen to the show download that now it's a free download a fun app if i might say so myself let's go to veronica hey veronica how are you doing fine thank you how you guys been good where are you i'm calling from encino california lovely la area if i might say so myself what's going on i hope everything's okay yes i have a 17 year old cat and she has all of a sudden she was starting to throw up but clear liquid, nothing. Um, I ended up putting her inside of the kitchen area so she wouldn't only have access there. And I observed her for about a period of 24 hours. She stopped. But I'm still a little concerned if I should take her to the vet or not. Okay. And the vomiting, you said it only was going on for 24 hours. Does she have bouts of this from time to time, or is this a kind of a single episode? No, she had several several times where she was throwing up. Well, it, for a kitty that's 17 years old, vomiting can be a somewhat vague sign that we can see with a lot of different problems. If you were to tell me this was a maybe a 5-year-old kitty, I might say, ah, maybe not a big deal. But in a 17-year-old kitty, it definitely can be a signal that there's something else awry, whether it is a digestive related problem or if it's completely unrelated to the digestive tract. And, and for an instance, um, sometimes cats with kidney disease will start to have vomiting uh, or even last, loss of appetite. So that would be something we wouldn't know necessarily unless we actually did a thorough exam and maybe even some lab work. But for me, if you haven't had the kitty in in the last maybe three months to a veterinarian, I, I would certainly say I think it's going to be a wise thing to do and just to have her checked out and to see, make sure everything's okay. It, does she have any other ongoing or other health problems? 
problems that they're managing? You know, you know what? And uh, what I ended up doing, because she was in drinking, too, I got a little dropper and giving her a lot of liquid because my concern was for her to, because she's older, to get dehydrated. Exactly. And that kind of helped, but I'm still going to take her to the vet then. I, I would, and, and definitely cats over 10 years, one of the number one things that we see when they come into the veterinary office, we might not see it on physical exam, but if we run lab work, one of the top problems is kidney disease, and they can have a, de- a gradual deterioration in that kidney function. So um, that's something that I would not be surprised if you had a little bit of that going on. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I definitely get her, get her checked out. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Thanks for your call, Veronica. Have a great day. Always like to thank the people that make Animal Radio possible, and underwriting comes from Kitty Agogo. Uh, we have one of these little litters here in our office. At first, when I first saw it, of course, I didn't recognize it because it's not your standard litter box. No, it's very pretty. They have a decorative flair. Yes. So if you have like a small apartment somewhere where a kitty litter could be kind of an eyesore, yeah, you'll love Kitty Agogo. It's easy to clean. They have the decorative hoods, six colors and patterns. What kind of, what are they? Like the leopard print, uh-huh. me- metallic silver. That's the one I would get. The polka dot, the flower print, the burl wood, or the black lacquer. I might do the wood one, too. Would you? Yeah, both of those are kind of cool. Think about that. A burl wood looking litter box. Yeah. And it's easy to clean. It has a rake that you just pull out. It's made of the highest quality injection molded, high impact, stain resistant plastic. Say that three times fast. <laughs> now write this down. Here's the website. Go check it out later today or right now if you have time. Kittyagogo.com. That's kittyagogo.com. I'm glad to tell you about a company like this doing good work, making a great product and underwriting animal radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. I just got off the phone with Jimbo, and Jimbo wanted to know what your books were. Got a brand new pug. And I said, well, you got to check out Dr. Debbie's book. She has one on the Yorkshire Terriers, the Shih Tzus, the Pugs, and the Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. And it's one of those electronic thingy books, you know? Like for your Kindle Kindle books. But you can still use it on your iPad if you have the Kindle app. And, of course, a link over at the Animal Radio website. Check it out. Doctor. All you have to do is go to Amazon.com and put in Dr. Debbie White, and you'll get all her books there. Are there more on the way? You know, um, conceptually, um, it's just a matter of putting the pen to the paper, and because uh, I'm old-fashioned, you know, I'm, I'm I like to type, but I, I'm, I'm a, gotta see it in paper in front of me. So you're a good writer. Let's uh, go to line four. We have Wayne on the phone. Hey, Wayne, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing just fine, thank you. Where are you calling from today? Uh, Pomona, California. Pomona, lovely Los Angeles area. What's going on? Oh, not too much. It's beautiful out here. We got nice little low temperatures. It's for my break for the first time this week. Oh, that's good. You gotta love that. Yes, uh, I wanted to speak on my uh, white fox pit bull. You got a pit bull? Yes. What about it? Uh, she is fantastic. I, I got uh, her name is Platinum, and I purchased her right after the uh, death of my wife, and like because uh, I knew I was gonna be lonesome, and she lives in the house with me and. Boy, I tell you, she must have been sent by God because she is one fantastic friend. I'm telling you, never wait and did her business in the house. Always there with me. Learned so fast, I can't believe it. You know, and like uh, 
Uh, she she never touches any of my stuff, and believe me, I'm kind of junky. But she'll walk around <laughs> my stuff. I buy her little toys and stuff, and she only plays with her toys. Uh, she's just outstanding. She she goes outside. You know, when I first got her, I, I put her on a, a 26-foot leash, and, like, I would always walk out into the front yard because I don't have a fence. And she learned to uh, stay within the perimeters, and, like, uh, she's... Two years old, a little bit better than two now, and like uh, I can let her outside. She goes outside. She will not leave my yard. Uh, in the beginning, the uh, neighbors were a bit apprehensive, but they watched her grow up too. Uh-huh. And so uh, this is a pit bull with no aggression. Don't want to do nothing but be loved, and like uh, and they learn that she stays in in our on on my property and kids they play they go up and down streets on scooters and bikes and she just looks at them you know and, and she's just just one exceptional dog see i think uh dogs are like kids they learn what they live and obviously you've shown this dog shown a, a lot of love a yeah. good life and you've been patient with her and treated her well and she does it she's showing it in return just me and her you know and like uh she follows me from room to room uh, when I'm in my very sad period, which I still have, uh, she seems to sense it and come up and lay her head in my lap. And just, hey, Wayne, what do you do for a living, buddy? Well, right now I'm retired, but uh, I uh, worked for probably 36 years uh, for the state of California in forensic mental health. And uh, wow. because of that, you know, I learned uh, behavior modification and you know, and how to uh, get the best out of not only uh, humans but animals and with uh, kindness. Wayne, I'm not so I'm not surprised you said that. I'm not. Some people have a gift, and you probably do. You probably don't even realize it, but you might have a second career now. You might be able to help people with their dogs because you you probably have a really good gift that you're not even aware of. And you know, I'm glad you called because pit bulls get a bad rap, like a lot of dogs do. A pit bull is just like any other dog. They can be kind, gentle, sweet, caring, great companions. And and it's great that you're showing people that. There was a story a couple of weeks uh, ago uh, of a ma- of a family whose pit bull took a bullet in the head for them and protected them from a burglar. And it got a little bit of press. And I was so happy to see that because when something bad happens, pit bulls get the worst rap yeah, instantly. That's for the sure. The media jumps all over it. But when something wonderful like that happens, you don't see it very often. And I just want folks to know there's no such thing as a bad breed. It's the owners who make the dogs crazy and aggressive. I, I, I definitely uh, go along with that. You know, if, if you try to bring out aggression or if you try to bring out any negatives in the animal, just like where I tried to bring out all the good, you can be successful, you know, but who wants a, a mean uh, spirited dog that nobody can can deal with and, and that everyone's afraid of. I don't. Well, let me ask you a question, Wayne. When you walk around with your dog, what's your dog's name? Uh, it's Platinum. Oh, Platinum. Okay. When you walk around with Platinum, do people freak out? Do they they think maybe they should be cautious at first? Do they cross the street? It, immediately. And, like, uh, they say, can, 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 can I pet him? I say, <laughs> she loves to be petted. You know, and, like, her... her Biggest drawback is is she's just so eager until <laughs> a lot of people uh, interpret that as aggression, but it's it's just her her eagerness to be loved, you know, and be petted and, and 
have her head scratched. And, you know, if she, like I said, she doesn't growl, not even growl, you know. Wow. Uh, it's really cool that a guy with a behavior modification career and background gets a dog like that because you, you have talent. You have abilities that most people don't have, and that's important. Well, I appreciate that. You know, I have uh, three other pits that are those pressed canaries that are really, really big pits, 100 and 125 pounds a piece. Mm. I got 200 backyard, one on the side. And I got platinum in the house. And, like, I love all four of my dogs. Well, good. I'm glad to hear this story, Wayne. Thank you so much for calling. Well, that's all we have time for today. Be sure to download the Animal Radio app. Alan has finally done it for his smartphone. He's enjoying Animal Radio right now. He's learning. Actually, hearing himself back is what he's doing. Yeah. And it's very discouraging. It is, isn't it? (laughs) But maybe not for you, the listener. There's lots of resources there as well as you can ask all your questions of the Dream Team. Download for iPhone and Android the Animal Radio app. It's free and do it now. Do it now. See, the problem is Alan can't even recognize his own voice. I can't. He can't. It's, he has no self recognition when he listens to Animal Radio. That that's him. I de- yeah, I'm still working with the mirror. Yeah. Still trying to figure it out. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio right here on this fine station. Bye bye. Bye. This is Animal Radio. Network. Network.